Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy speculation and advice. Now, along with the guys from guillotineleagues.com, here's your host, Paul Jarchian. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly. I'm Paul Jarchian. Co-hosts today are Scott Fish and Thor Nystrom. Hey, hey. What's going on, Paul? Twice. I've seen you twice in the last couple of days here. I, I know. It's weird. Twice got, in the last couple of hours for Pete's sake. see you down at the, the fantasy feast or the uh, football feast there. Yeah. Hanging out fun. with my new friends, Rich and Josh. Yeah. It was, wasn't that <laughs> nice? You make friends easily. It was. They're, uh, they're good guys. Yeah. Well, you bought their beer. Uh, no, Thor, the exact opposite. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Good you, to be back. You can't really be any hotter than you have been so far in the show. <laughs> uh, you have a- absolutely hey, nailed some of your early preseason uh, picks, uh, and we're excited to see what you've got on tap yes. the, over the course of the show. We'll have three tough questions like we always do. We'll give you nine players upon whom you can take a chance. We'll give you premature speculation players to pick up, including at least I'm very excited about my player. I think I know who you guys are going to go with, too. These are some great opportunities. Uh, hope to work in the uh, Jameson Williams news if you want to pick him up a week early. If you can. If you can. Yeah, we'll find out if we'll talk about that a little bit as well. So plenty to get to over the course of the show. Of course, we we'll give you letter grades on Every meaningful player as we break down every matchup, we begin with the London game. Yes. Falcons taking on the Jaguars. This is the Drake London in London game. <laughs> there we go. Drake London in, in London. London. Yes. Yes. God. Yes. We, we can start on that side of the ball where I'm, I'm leaving Desmond Ritter on the bench. I'm sorry. I know the Jags have a bottom 10 pass D and have allowed multiple scores to all three quarterbacks they played, but they haven't played Desmond Ritter. All right. <laughs> this, should, this should help uh, improve their rank this week. Uh, Ritter averaging like 184 passing yards a game. He's, he's not doing too well. Uh, you're, you weren't even considering him. Sneaky landing spot for Kirk Cousins. Just saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the rumor out there that you're pushing. 
machine. Uh, no, no, it's yeah. actually there are lots of other people saying that kind of stuff too. Uh, Drake London, I am giving the C grade too, though, because I want Drake London to score a touchdown in London. That's most of <laughs> most of my uh, data there. No, but top wide receiver get, target getters against the Jags have all gone for seventy plus yards. All three of them scored. Uh, it's it's an okay spot for him, giving him a C grade though, just because it's a decent pasty. It has been so far, anyway. Uh, the, uh, against wide receivers, I should say, uh, Kyle Pitts also getting a C grade here. I know you're looking at me like you should just bench him. And this we, is we only got... because he had a good game in yeah. London two years ago. Yeah, he did. He did. He had nine for 119 yards and one touchdown two the years ago game, in London. The best game but of his career it was, two it, years ago. It was, yeah, exactly. It was two years ago. Actually, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with just the tight end landscape is absolutely garbage this year. And he's he's probably the best tight end you have on your roster. Uh, he every every bit about it about his metrics, his talent, his usage, everything screams good. He got nine targets last week, but guess what? He only fifty three percent of his passes, the catchable. passes to him, are catchable. Mm-hmm. Like if that if Desmond improves just the slightest tick, he should be able to notch down a C grade. Donald uh, Parham's better. I, I don't think you're wrong. Donald Parham, at, at least, he, you know, he's tied for the league lead in uh, red zone, or targets inside the five-yard line. He, he, you have a decent chance of a touchdown with uh-huh. Donald Parham. Um, over on the other side of the ball, we got Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I'm giving him a D grade. Uh, is that okay, Charge? No, that's not okay. You have A. <laughs> Here, allow me to reiterate, because Thor's new. Yeah, he's a bad example you have, for You me. have a choice of A, B, C, and Bench. That's okay. four opportunities to <laughs> to place your guy in the right spot. All right, all Where right. Where are we putting Trevor Lawrence? So, Trevor Lawrence, he's playing a Falcons D that held Jordan Love, Bryce Young, and Jared Goff, Jared Goff each to their worst passing days mm. of the year. <laughs> so, it's not actually a great matchup. It's lo- one of the lowest over-unders of the week. He's looked off. He's looked off so far. Trevor Lawrence has it because it's such a tough grade. I'm giving it the dart throw grade. Uh, that would be a C, typically, <laughs> because you're saying you start a ball, but he's startable. He's got he's got the weapons. I think he can overcome. Unlike those, I consider him a better quarterback than those. Three. Maybe not Goff, but you know, better than mm-hmm. Love and Bryce Young. I'll give him the C grade. Fine, I'll bump it on. Uh, Travis Etienne, A grade. Fang, the Falcons allowed 98. Yards to Miles Sanders, 82 to Jameer Gibbs, and even A.J. Dillon. Yes, 2023 A.J. Dillon somehow had 63 yards on them. Uh, (laughs) The only bugaboo is uh, Falcons have only allowed an RB to score once. And just eight re- eight receptions. That's not a lot of passing passing work. But Travis Etienne gets seventy two percent of the opportunity share, about four pass catches per game. That's going to boost you up. I got him with a B. I could move him up to an A though, just because that volume is high, um, and it's going to be a low scoring, close game where he should get a decent amount of work. Tank Bigsby on the bench. I know he's converted two of his three <laughs> carries inside the five yard line, yeah. but his snaps keep going down. His touches keep going down. It's he's just on the bench for now over to the passing game or over to the wide receiver Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk (laughs) I love that you got multiple tank 
<laughs> well, we have the, the good and the bad the tank good sounder. good and the bad. Right, and unfortunately, the, the bad tank sounder is winning right now. Yeah, so with Zay Jones missing last week, he's also going to miss this week. Christian Kirk really bumped up his snap share. It was only 60% week one. It's been it's been over 81%, 81%, 86% the last two weeks, and he's really delivered with an 11-catch, 110-yard performance and a 4-catch, 54-yard and a touchdown performance. I expect much of the same here. Uh, I have Kelly. And Ridley also with a C grade. Two straight duds for Ridley, but he dropped four passes last week. Dropped two passes. Drops are not a sticky stat. He dropped what should have been a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Without those, he would have had much, much, much better days. He, it's, he doesn't look like the guy that he did in week one and in the preseason. I expect him to at least bounce back a little bit. So I'm at least giving him the C there. Tricky matchup with A.J. Terrell is turning yep. into one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Yeah, when the Falcons drafted him that first year, they avoided passing his way. And yeah, he's, he's pretty decent. Uh, Evan Ingram, C grade. I, I think we got to kind of watch him now. Five plus catches in all three games. 49, 57, and 67 yards. Uh, he's <laughs> going into the week before last night, or before Thursday night, excuse me, uh, he was right there with Laporta. Laporta had 18 catches, 186 yards. Ingram 18 for 173. They were right in the same same zone. The only problem is Evan, Evan Ingram, zero red zone targets this year. That's yeah. not helpful at all. Dallas Goddard, by the way, zero red zone targets. I, I know. It's, it's weird, isn't it? It is. It's just downright weird. So C grade on him. All right. Dolphins take on the Bills, Thor. Dolphins scored 10 touchdowns last week and are underdogs in Buffalo. <laughs> so this is a quad. Now you're new to the show. We don't chase last week's box score. Yep. Do you got to just, we got to look at this Dolphins bills game as its own entity. Let's start on the Dolphins side. What yeah. do you got? Baby? I don't think they're scoring 70 again, but this is a really good fantasy match. So we'll start with two, uh, Fantasy QB4 so far this season, mm-hmm. number one passing grade in the NFL, number one big-time throw rate in the NFL. Solid matchup here. Bills have allowed the 10th highest adjusted completion rate in the NFL. Last year, the, the Bills allowed the second highest adjusted completion rate on throws 20-plus yards downfield. Obviously, the Dolphins' offense is explosive. Tua is an A. Uh, Tyree Kill, obviously a weekly must start. Tyree Kill on pace for 2,335 receiving yards. That's pretty good. This year, pretty, pretty good. So he's an, obviously an A, as is Jalen Waddell. Sterling, 18.1% air yard share so far this season. 3.04 yards per route run. That's excellent. For Waddle. Yep. And last year, if you guys recall, both games the Dolphins played the Bills, Jalen Waddle went up over 100 receiving yards both times. So he's an A as well. Uh, Julian Hill, the, the tight end the Dolphins have been using the most. Uh, no. You can't start him. The running back situation, of course, very interesting in Miami right now. I'm going to give both Mostert and Achan, mm-hmm. as we've learned is the pronunciation. <laughs> Who apparently has decided after every four-touchdown game, he's going to change the pronunciation <laughs> of his name. <laughs> oh, so this is it then. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah so this will probably be it. After the game he just had, that's that's cool with me. But, you know, as for Mostert, obviously he's in the, the timeshare with Achan. Moster played 51% of the snaps last week. He is the team's clear pass down running back. Moster, top five in explosive run rate, mm-hmm. top 10 in missed tackles force per attempt. Excellent. I'm giving him a B, especially in this matchup where, and you guys know how topical this is going to be, the Bills are coughing up the second worst explosive run rate in the NFL yes. so far. So that's topical to both Mostert and Achan. Yep. As for Achan, you guys remember 22 touches, 233 total yards on 41% of the snaps last week. 
Achan, number one in the NFL in missed tackles forced per attempt, yards after contact per attempt, and PFF grade for qualifying running backs. I mentioned that the Bills' run defense gives up home runs regularly. I have to give them a B just because, you know, the timeshare, but both those guys it's a good matchup for. Moving to the Bills, Josh Allen, obviously a weekly must start. He's an A here. Number five in fantasy points per dropback since week two. Mm-hmm. You guys recall the week one yeah, dud. the Jets, yeah. Clearly an aberration there for yeah. Allen. Miami has an average pass defense. They rank number 15 in both yards per attempt allowed and passer rating allowed. Stefan Diggs, weekly must start. He's an A here, top five in the NFL in first read share. Uh, Gabe Davis, I'm going to give him a C. He's been about what we expected so far. I think you guys would agree. Wide receiver 40. Well, it, for Scott and I, yes, he has been what we expected, but we both thought he was going to have a much better year than last year. So we were both buying Gabe Davis in the preseason. He's been better than he was last year by a margin. For sure. Yeah, and and this one, most of his routes are going to come against the Delvin cornerback Xavier Howard and Kadir Kahu. Howard, 72.7 catch rate against. Kahu, 82.4 catch rate allowed on targets. Not good. Gabe Davis could have a big, uh, a solid game here, but I'm giving him a C just because those targets are going to be going at digs. I also have to give a C to both Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox. Mm. We have a bit of a quagmire situation here. I was hoping the Bills were going to go to 12 personnel on every single play. That has not <laughs> happened yet. They, they love running out the different formation every single time, so one of those guys can end up on the bench on any given snap. When they're out there and they're used on routes, the Bills aren't really using them. Dalton Kincaid was a guy in college who the utility was downfield catching. Yeah. He only he has a 3.6 A dot right now. That's not So he's just be using mm. as as a dump off. As for, for Knox, 0.61 yards per route run. Not great. You can't trust either of those guys right now. But in, in a deeper league, they would potentially be startable if he didn't have another option. And lastly, James Cook, giving him a grade of A here. 111.3 total yards per game on average on 60% snap share. But he only has one of Buffalo's seven carries so far this season inside the five-yard line. But on the other hand, the mm-hmm. Dolphins cough up the fourth highest yards per reception to running backs. James Cook, obviously a very skilled receiver, so a decent matchup for him. We just hope we can get a little more carries inside the five. This was exactly the worry about James Cook going into the season that we articulated repeatedly is what's the touchdown total going to end up being as he gets sitting in like a six-touchdown year? And I think it's going to play out about that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want a crazy Tua stat I heard this week, and I, I double-checked to make sure it was accurate. Through the first three weeks last year, he was 72 for 101 with eight touchdowns. 72 what? 72 completions. Oh, 72% completion. Se- okay. No, 72 completions oh. out of 101 attempts. Oh, okay, okay. And eight touchdowns and two interceptions. This year, 72 completions, 101 attempts, eight touchdowns, two interceptions. Oh, wow. <laughs> the yardage is about 100 off. But I had forgotten he started that hot last yeah, year, too. Almost the exact same start as last year. And then right around now is when he had his first concussion. Yeah, yeah we've got to pray for health this year. Vikings take on the Panthers. Uh, Viking side's getting to be pretty easy. Kirk Cousins, TJ Hawkinson, and, and Justin Jefferson are just now obvious A's. All of them yep. producing at top three levels at their position. Nothing about the Panthers suggests a different outcome here. Let's go to the the murkier guys, including Jordan Addison. Now, I love that his snap count has risen in three straight games. 36 snaps mm-hmm. to 40 snaps to 56 snaps last week. Still trailing K.J. Osborne in snap count, but heading in the right direction here. And, of course, the Panthers are without star cornerback J.C. Horn, who's still on IR. And the outside starters, C.J. Henderson and Dante Jackson, both allowing a passer rating of at least 116. 
So I, there's optimism for Jordan Addison, who I'm putting a B grade on in this game. Mm. Alexander Madison comes in with a B grade. Even if Cam Akers is active, Madison should get most of the work. And he will be active, by the way. They've, they've announced as much. Uh, should get most of the work in a very plus matchup. Carolina's allowed multiple running back scores in every game this season, allowing the second most on the entire year. Their inside linebacker, Frankie Luvu, left last week's game with a hip injury, and Shaq Thompson is on injured reserve. Carolina ranks 23rd in run stopping by Pro Football Focus. I like Alexander Madison in this game. I also heard they weren't planning on playing Cam on passing downs, mm-hmm. at least not yeah, for that, this week. That, that which would make sense as yeah. well, actually. I, that's a more sophisticated sort of route pickups and things that he'd have yep. to do with that pass protection and other things for Carolina. Uh, I originally had an A grade on Adam Thielen, but now with the news that it's going to be Bryce young as the probable starter here, everybody in the passing game goes down and notch because <laughs> honestly, Dalton was better, right? I mean, the Panthers offense played their best game last week under Dalton. Um, but still Bryce young startable here. I've got a C grade on Bryce young just because the Vikings secondary is so soft right now. Miami, uh, sorry, Minnesota allowing a staggering 76% completion rate. They rank dead last in pass rush by pro football focus. They've only generated 14 quarterback pressures per game. It's not nearly good enough, especially for a team blitzing as much as the Vikings are. Bryce Young will have time to scan the field, find his receivers in a pinch. You could go to Bryce Young this week. Back to Adam Thielen, B grade. Revenge game, obviously, yep. as he plays Minnesota. He's coming off back-to-back solid games. Really blossomed with Dalton last week. Again, wish Dalton was playing here. 14 targets last week. Thielen remains an elite goal-to-go receiving threat, just like he was in mm-hmm. Minnesota. Uh, primarily playing the slot for Carolina. The Vikings just got nuked out of the slot by Keenan Allen last week, who exploited a half-dozen different Vikings DBs trying to guard him from the slot. C, uh, B grade for Adam Thielen. C grade for DJ Chark as an outside option here. He runs uh, from the outside where he's going to see cornerbacks uh, Caleb Evans the most and a little bit of Makai Blackman. Evans has allowed touchdowns in consecutive games. Blackman has allowed an 86% completion percentage, both positive for DJ Chark, who you could give a try on. Uh, Miles Sanders, you're going to want to follow this. He's got a groin injury. He was a, a Friday uh, he was a Friday uh, missed practice. We don't like guys to get downgraded on Friday. You're heading the wrong direction into the weekend. This groin injury is a very real threat to re-injure for running back because you have to do all the cutting. Sanders has uh, experienced a decline in carries and yards per game in every game this year. Uh, Panthers run blocking has been bad. That hasn't helped him either. He is a capable receiver, but this is one thing the Vikings defense has been great at. They've allowed the second fewest receptions to running backs, the fewest receiving yards to running backs, and have not given up a touchdown to running backs. So if Sanders, even if if Sanders starts the game, he still gets a bench grade. Now, if he's out, Chuba Hubbard presumably gets like all the work, and he would turn into a C grade in that event. When we come back, nine players upon whom you can take a chance. Find out who these guys are. Maybe you have injuries. Maybe you have illness. Maybe you've got underperformers. We're going to dig up some deep dives for you to inject into your lineup when we come back to Fantasy Football Weekly. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. 
and you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Not normally in your starting lineup. These are all guys, well, in many cases, you can pick up off the waiver wire, inject into your lineup for possible success this weekend. We begin with the quarterback position and Scott Fish. I like that you say nine players, and I'm going to give you two quarterbacks. Wow. Because I have to hedge here. I have to hedge. All right. Derek Carr is expected to play. Yes. If he starts, he gets the ninth easiest matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who allow 277 yards and uh, almost two, uh, actually two full if you count the rushing, two two touchdowns per game Mm -hmm. to the quarterback position. Derek Carr had 304 yards and 228 yards in his two full games, and his weapons will be healthier getting Kamara back as well. Uh, the other option here is Jimmy Garoppolo, who also might not play. So hopefully, <laughs> I thought one... you were going to go Jameis Winston. Same no, game. no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Right. I'm going with two guys that you hope play. Okay. One of them, right. they both have great matchups. Jimmy Garoppolo versus the Chargers. They rank fourth worst in de- defensive DVOA. Jimmy G is second in 15 plus yard throws. He's really getting the ball that? deep down yeah. there. Uh, Maybe he's, it was Kyle Shanahan that was holding him back the whole he's time. He's been in concussion protocol, but he practiced the last two days of the week. Chargers allowing an average of 360 yards and 2.7 scores per game on their way to being the worst against fantasy quarterbacks. Hopefully one of them goes and go pick them up because I'm sure those two guys are available. Well, they probably are, actually. Derek Carr, Jimmy G, yeah. All right, you're taking a chance to me quarterback, Thor Nystrom. Last segment, we talked about the Bills and the Dolphins, which is the obvious fantasy game of the week. Yes. I think the Colts and the Rams is the sneaky, Isn't that non-obvious, sneaky? obvious yeah. sneaky. fantasy game of the week. Sneaky. Yeah. So with that being said, Matthew Stafford is my take a chance on me, me quarterback. Number six in passing grade this mm-hmm. year for Matthew Stafford. Number nine yards per attempt for Matthew Stafford this like year. It. And this is a really good matchup, as we're sort of alluding to. The Colts are allowing the fourth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks this year. Yeah, that's a nice start for him. I'm going to go uh, Russell Wilson taking on Chicago. This is, for all the problems the Broncos have, like none of it is on Russell Wilson. He's thrown multiple touchdowns and or 300 passing yards in every game. The Bears secondary in ruins with injury and ineptitude. They've allowed seven passing touchdowns already. Uh, two of Wilson's three receivers have got strongly positive matchups in this game. Chicago's pass rush 
ranks 30th by Pro Football Focus, and they've generated one sack and seven quarterback hits in three games. Think about how bad that is. Mm. Unbelievable. Let's go to the running back position. Scott Fish. Yeah, so I have Elijah Mitchell here. The San Francisco 49ers against the Arizona Cardinals, they're Mm -hmm. more than two touchdown favorites. Now, I will say... Dallas didn't do so well against that similar matchup last week. Rico Dowdle probably sounded pretty good last week. (laughs) And and Dowdle actually didn't do too bad last week. So um, uh, Elijah Mitchell, more than two touchdown favorites. CMC likely to get some rest here where Mitchell can come in. He did see 14 touches last week in a similar game script where they won by, what, 16 points or whatever it Mm -hmm. was. Uh, 19 points, I believe it was. Uh, Saw 14 touchdowns in a similar game script last week. And the Cardinals, sixth worst against fantasy quarterback running backs. All right, Thor, you're taking a chance on me running back. Speaking of Rico yeah, Donald. Right. <laughs> Sorry, mowed your lawn a bit there. Yeah, and, and going along the same thought process that Fish had for his, obviously Donald is Tony Pollard's handcuff, but mm-hmm. I think he could have standalone value in this game against the Patriots. Donald is playing really well in his limited looks. Number 16 in PFF grade for running backs this year. You guys mentioned his game last week. 46 total yards on seven touches. Enrico scored his first career touchdown. If the Cowboys throttle the Patriots in this game, which is definitely in play, mm-hmm. Dowdle could threaten 15 touches. Also, just to help his point, New England and uh, Dallas are number one and number two in pace of play, so there's going to be a lot of plays, mm-hmm. a lot of opportunity. Man, Love I would it. never guess the Patriots were that high in pace yeah, of play. They picked it up this year. They really have. You're going to love this one, Thor. Roshan Johnson. Let's go. There it is. Against Denver, yeah, baby. Love it. Broncos rank 31st against the run by Pro Football Focus. They rank dead last in tackling. (laughs) Shockingly, Chicago... They only have 12 tackles on the year. (laughs) It feels that way, doesn't it? Uh, Shockingly, Chicago's offensive line holds the league's second best run block win rate. Hmm. I never would have guessed that. A 76% win rate um, behind Philadelphia. Come on, Hmm. how is the Bears offensive line doing that? Broncos have been gashed by opposing running backs through the air, allowing the fifth most running back receptions, the most running back receiving yards, and the most running back receiving touchdowns. And Johnson's been shockingly active in the Bears' passing attack, averaging 18 routes per game. Roshan Johnson. Now, when this one hits Thor, it'll complete some kind of trifecta that you (laughs) have preseason predictions for you. I love it. Let's go to the receivers. Scott. So I originally had Josh Palmer in this spot because I think he's got a good spot. And then I noticed that Jacoby Myers is 40% started this week. What is going on with that? Yeah, people that, don't realize how good Jacoby that, Myers is. I think he's boring to people or something. He, I don't know what it is, but 10-plus targets and 7-plus catches and 80-plus yards in both games. He's got that McDaniel, Jimmy G, uh, Myers connection for New England. Chargers have allowed six wide receiver touchdowns on their way to being second worst against wide receivers. And he's got, he's got good matchups. He's He's either going against Asante Samuel Jr. or Michael Davis, both allowing well allowing 113.4 passer rating, the other 149.2 passer rating against it. Just a good spot for him. I like it. Hey, yeah, Myers, by the way, not only are fantasy owners missing the Jacoby Myers thing, how about general manager Bill Belichick, who basically traded in on even contracts Joe Kobe Myers, letting him leave and bring yeah. in Juju Smith-Schuster. Not yeah. good. Oh, come on. Yeah. Anyway, Thor Nicer, your final take a chance with me player. We're going back to the well in that Rams Colts game. I'm going with Tutu Atwell, which who people out there might be surprised. He is wide receiver 12 in half point PPR scoring so far that? this season. 
Tutu has drawn at least eight targets in every single game so far this season. His role is not changing. Mm-hmm. I think he's becoming a weekly must-start type of player. He certainly is this week against a terrible Colts pass defense that's already allowed 13-plus uh, PPR fantasy points to multiple opposing receivers twice this season. So usually two receivers are going to eat when they play the Colts. I think that's happening again this week. Totally with you on that. You know, when Cooper Cup comes back, and now it sounds like he's going to start practicing next week, um, things will get a little bit trickier, but Atwell's not running from the slot at all, basically. Yeah. So he'll stay on the field. And he's, he's the burner. They don't have another guy to fill his Stretch. role once yeah. he does. Yeah, yeah. great yeah. point. Uh, Nico Collins is a longtime favorite of this show, yep. uh, and we're going to go right back to him here against Pittsburgh. Currently 10th in receiving yards through three games. The average yards of separation Collins creates on his receptions, four and a half yards. Ooh. That is over a yard and a half more than league average. So he's getting open. Pittsburgh's defense has allowed the second most uh, rushing yards to this point. So there is somewhere Houston could do the damage on the ground, but the Houston running game has not been able to generate much to this point. Collins is a great matchup on the outside against Levi Wallace and Patrick Peterson. Wallace just got thumped for 104 yards and two touchdowns last week. Meanwhile, Patrick Peterson is giving up a passer rating of 144 and has given up three touchdowns already. So, Nico Collins. I'm very, very intrigued. Let's go back to the matchup. Steelers. Yeah, let's stick in that game. Yeah, same game. Let's go to the Steelers side for the start on this one. And what has been an absolutely brutal start for basically yeah. every Steeler you could have possibly we, drafted. We had so much high hopes for this Steeler offense, the way they looked in preseason against basic vanilla defenses <laughs> and backups. We just right. thought they'd be so – that would translate. But uh, at least Kenny Pickett hit through his first multi-score game last week. Uh, so I guess I jinxed that streak when I talked about it last week, well how he'd got 15 straight weeks <laughs> – with one score. Uh, he basically needs it because he throws 220 to 235 yards every single game. So if he doesn't get that second score, he's not worth a start. And I'm just going to say he's not worth a start here. I know the Texans are 25th in defensive DVOA, but despite that low rank, they bring the heat having a seventh best pressure rate in the NFL. I don't, I don't know that that offensive line and Kenny Pickett can handle that heat. <laughs> Probably not. So I have uh I basically have only have a couple grades here. I have George Pickens with a C grade. Uh, he's going to need a big skill. He's either going to need that one touchdown yeah. from Pickett or he'll need a big play, but he just gets tons of targets. Um, he's the target and yardage leader since Deontay Johnson go, went out. Only one wide receiver has top 60 yards against the Texans, but if he's seen near double-digit touchdowns, that volume alone should four, five, six catch. He's going to get in that C grade. Yeah. Uh, in the run game, man, Jalen Warren, I, I had more hope, but he just didn't get it done last week. Najee, no, and he didn't get that many carries. It's like I, they doubled down on Najee Harris. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're like, let, let's keep going to that, that Najee Harris well. So I can't trust in Jalen Warren, and I, I'm still going to give Najee the C, but you could tell me to bench him, and I would do it. Uh, not against Houston, I'm not going to tell you here's, to Yeah, exactly why. Seventh worst against backs, seven, uh, Zach Moss and Travis Etienne just dropped 100-plus in each of the last two weeks. Just that 13 touches for 47 scoreless yards being his average is just gross, though. But he should get the volume C, and it's a better matchup. Over on the other side, C.J. Stroud. It, I do have. I, I could tell you I have Fryermuth on the bench. I mean, he scored two touchdowns, but he's got he's got five catches on the year. I know. Like he's just so not getting any volume. That they're not using him better. Yeah, and more. 
CJ Stroud, I have a C grade on. Steelers rank eighth in defensive DVOA, fifth highest pressure rate, all both good spots. But I think CJ Stroud has looked really, really good. And he Jimmy, has. Jimmy G just fabulous. went for 342 and two on them. Mm-hmm. And I think CJ Stroud is at least Jimmy G level. So he looks good. So I'm going to give him a C grade here. Uh, Damian Pierce. I have uh, the D-grade dart throw. That's You said that's okay, right? No. No, no it's get, not okay. okay. You can give him a C-grade if you want. I'll give him a and C-grade. And a dart throw. I don't need, I, he's not a dart throw guy. I'll give him a C-grade. His negative yards over expectation is one of the five worst in the league, five worst in time spent behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, but McCaffrey, Jerome Ford, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, they all did really great work against mm-hmm. the Steelers. They're eighth worst against running backs. It's a good spot. I'll give him a C. Hopefully he finally Steelers shows up this week. Steelers are giving up five points. Five yards per yeah. carry. If this Houston offensive line can't give Damian Pierce some room yeah. to work with here, that, 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 that's, you know, that, that, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, this is the spot for Damian Harrison. If it isn't, I'd be really, really worried. Mm-hmm. Nico Collins, your take a chance on me player. I I also like Tank Dell. I got the C grade on him too. I, I both him both of them looking good. They both get plus matchups because they'll switch on Levi Wallace and Patrick Peterson. And yep. you've already talked about the salient points about them. Robert Woods is going to get Chan Sullivan there in the slot. It's the fifth easiest matchup for wide receivers. Uh, Devontae Adams, Brandon Ayuk, Amari Cooper all torched them. The smaller speedy guys, uh, the Debo and uh, Myers dropped 55 yards and 85 yards. Every, they're both very wildly viable here in this matchup. Agreed. Yeah. Thor, our final matchup of this segment, Rams taking on the Colts, as you alluded to earlier. Well, you didn't allude. You said it outright, and you're right. There's sneaky points to be had here. You've already touched on 2-2 Atwell. Tell me about the rest of the passing game here for the Rams. And Matthew Stafford, you already hit that, too. Yeah, my two take a chance on me, guys. Uh, moving to Puka Nakua, grade of A, weekly mm-hmm. must start already. Wide yep. receiver seven in fantasy this thus far. Number four in first read share in Love the it. NFL. Love it. Another big game is coming for Puka this week. Indianapolis is a zone-heavy coverage defense, mm-hmm. and they're not a good one. Uh, <laughs> Puka's the Rams' zone beater. We've already seen that this year. He has a 43.9 first read share against zone and also 3.44 yards per route run yeah. against zone coverage. And as I mentioned before, the Colts have already allowed six different wide receivers to score at least 13 PPR fantasy points this year and multiple ones in two games. So uh, Puka is a good, uh, obviously a must start. Two two is is a good matchup as well. Keep Van Jefferson on your bench, or preferably cut him at this point. Yep. Tyler Higby, I'm going to give him a grade of B. He does have a solid 15.4 first read share this year, and this is also a good matchup for him. Indianapolis allows the eighth most receiving yards to opposing tight ends. Moving to Brian's boy, Kyron Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's such thing as a volume B grade. I'm, I would, There's a B grade. Okay. I, I I mean, that's available. You can just use B. Fish is a bad influence on me. Yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs> well, the the C grade, the volume C is a C grade. I'm just clarifying that it's because he's going to get volume. I don't actually love him. Yeah. Ky- Kyron's a, a sort of a better version of that. 95% plus snaps each of the last two weeks. Hmm. There's Okay, here's a crazy stat. There's only been five games in the NFL this year where a running back has taken every rushing attempt, the, the carry from their team in that game. <laughs> Does he have two of the two five? Two of them were yeah. Kyron's last two weeks, so yeah. that's kind of crazy. And he's still playing at Uber's special teams units. Wild. So I, I don't know how that kid's been you know, doing it or how long he can stay healthy. So let's assume he does go down. Do I want Evan Hall? Not Evan Hall, sorry, uh, Zach Evans. 
I, I think that would be the next one up I at think this so point. Too. Yeah, at, at this point. Um, the the play, though, for Kyron has been a little bit mediocre. You know, and this goes back to his athletic Agreed. limitations and stuff like that. Yep. He's averaged 82.5 total yards in those two games, even though he's getting all the snaps, getting the opportunities. He's outside the top 40 in missed tackles, force per attempt, and yards after contact per attempt. There's only 50-some qualifiers for that. So he he's down near the bottom. He is an absolute sell-high candidate. Agreed. If, if you can get anything for him in trade, like a, you can a get a lot, package. you can get a lot for for uh, Kyron Williams right now. I would move just him. because people are so desperate at running back. Yeah, I the, agree. The usage for sure is going to be there, but yeah, I, I have questions about the other stuff. Moving to the Colts side, Anthony Richardson coming back from the concussion. I give him a great A mm-hmm. in this matchup. Only 28th in the NFL in passing grade to this point, but number one in the NFL in fantasy points per dropback. Yep. The Rams have a good pass defense, but as you guys know, Richardson's legs set an extremely high floor in every game from a fantasy perspective and a top three ceiling weekly in terms of that. You'd mentioned the fantasy points per dropback. Fantasy points per snap, he's at 0.46 per fantasy points per snap, which That's means he snaps the ball, he, he gets you get half, half a fantasy point. Yeah, right. No matter if he could be handing it off. Yeah. And he got it's, you half a point. It's unreal. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. I, I'm going to give Michael Pittman an A grade as well on this mm-hmm. one. Wide receiver 12 in fantasy. He's proven the past couple years he is quarterback proof. It does not matter. He is going to produce. Pittman has scored at least 13.6 PPR fantasy points in every game this season. This is a great matchup for him as well. The Rams predominantly run zone coverage. Pittman versus zone coverage has a crazy 41.2% target share. Wow, that's huge. Huge. Josh Downs, I'm going to give him a C. He has a solid 20% first read share as Indi- Indianapolis' is starting slot uh, slot this, this season. And he has a good matchup here against Kobe Durant, the, the opposing nickel. Durant has allowed a 71.4% catch rate and 101.5 passer rating against. You're going to keep Alec Pierce and Kylan Granson on your bench. I'm going to give Zach Moss, though, an A, rounding this thing out. Mm-hmm. Last two games, Zach Moss, 76% plus snaps both times for an average of 126 total yards per game. The Rams' run defense is not good. They're allowing the 10th most yards after contact per attempt. As we all know, Moss is a tackle breaker. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what I was telling everybody when he was in Buffalo, and I was like, he's, he's going to get used in Buffalo, which never panned out. People are still Getting bitter with me. Now he's getting his opportunities. Maybe it's only for like one more game, but we'll we'll find out uh, when we come back. More matchups for you, including the Broncos taking on the Bears. These are two of the arguably the worst and the second worst defense playing against each other. So opportunities abound. We'll tell you about that matchup when we come back to Fantasy Football Weekly. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchi and Scott Fish and Thorne Eistrom with you. Broncos take on the Bears, two of the worst defenses in the league playing each other. Russell Wilson was already my take-a-chance-on-me quarterback. Let's go to his receivers. I got an A grade on Jerry Judy with a phenomenal matchup running largely out of the slot against cornerback Josh Blackwell, who gives up a 119 passer rating and has yet to force an incomplete pass. <laughs> so it's a really Gosh. nice opportunity for Jerry Judy. Uh, a grade for him, B grade for Cortland Sutton against the secondary. Uh, Sutton likely gets shadow coverage from the only good Bears cornerback, Jalen Johnson. He's giving up just 24 scoreless yards in his coverage per game, so I can only do the B grade on Cortland Sutton. But Marvin Mims, B grade, and this could be a biggie here. He's your Hail Mary home they just run need to play more. They know that's the catch. It's like he's on the field like 15 snaps a game, but a dream matchup against rookie cornerback Tyreek Stevenson. He's allowing an almost perfect passer rating in, in his coverage of 148, including touchdowns in back-to-back games. Let's try a little Marvin Mims here. Let's get staying with the passing game. Adam Troutman, zero catches in back-to-back weeks, so he's nothing more than a desperation dart throw. But mm. he's running a ton of routes, and Chicago's allowed the third most tight end receptions and three different tight ends of top 40 yards. So in the tight end wasteland, yeah, I'm going to go see great on Adam Troutman. Lastly, Javante Williams. I like him here. Bears allowing the 10th most rushing yards and the second most receiving yards to opposing backs. It's 157 total yards per game. Javante Williams is going to get most of that. The Bears have also given up almost two and a half touchdowns per game to opposing running backs. Second most, Javante Williams seeing 44% of the snaps will take him here. This should be a good opportunity for him. Let's go to the Chicago side. Roshan Johnson was my take a chance on me running back. Khalil Herbert clocks in with a C grade, averaging five more snaps than Roshan Johnson, along along with a couple more carries, but... Of note, Johnson out-carried Herbert last week by one carry. And I already discussed the Broncos' many woes against the run when I was talking about Roshan Johnson. So, you know, if you've got Khalil Herbert on your on your roster, you may as well start him here. This is the easiest matchup of the year. All right, what to do about Justin Fields? So he's, It's been a disaster for fantasy owners who went to bat for Justin Fields through the first set of games. And you know, if you finally bench him, he's going to blow up right here. He's going to run for 140 yards and two touchdowns. The best reason to keep him in your lineup is this. After getting two and then three designed runs through the first couple of weeks, he got seven last week. We're here for the running for Justin Fields. Now, the Broncos held mobile quarterback Sam Howell to 13 rushing yards, but he had zero design runs in that game. Denver ranks 27th in pass rush by Pro Football Focus and dead last in pass block win rate. So Justin Fields should have time. Doesn't mean he's going to do anything with it, but I'm giving him a C grade here on just the totality of his opportunity. Mm. DJ Moore gets a C grade. Denver ranks 31st in pass coverage by Pro Football Focus. 
But Moore will draw the only competent cornerback on the team, Patrick Sertain, who's more than competent. He's borderline awesome in shadow coverage. Uh, now, Sertain got worked last week, but he's been proven over the course of his career to be very good. And he held the Washington and Las Vegas receivers to 16 yards and 17 yards in his coverage. It's potentially a tricky game for D.J. Moore, only a C grade, and Cole Komet is on the bench, diminishing targets, receptions, and yards in three games so far. For all of Denver's defensive woes, they've held down opposing tight ends, allowing just a modest 41 yards per game to the position. Cole Komet, nothing special on the bench. Let's go to Bucks taking on the Saints. Scott. Yes. This is actually kind of one of my favorite matchups because because we have Mike Evans mm-hmm. versus Marshawn Lattimore and all their drama. Yeah. And on the other side, you got uh, Carlton Davis who held Michael Thomas to zero receptions and then called him Slant Boy on the other side. <laughs> I love it. So, I love so it. We, we got some drama in the wide receiver cornerback mm-hmm. matchups. Uh, Baker Mayfield, I do have on the bench, though. I love what Dave Canales has done, the OC hire from Seattle, who made Geno Smith be awesome last year. Yeah. Uh, he's really done it with Baker this year, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but New Orleans is holding opposing quarterbacks to 203 in yards and one-score stat lines. They rank sixth in defensive DVOA. And honestly, Baker's stats, I mean, he's averaging 212 yards and 1.3. Like, it's not even that that spectacular, but it's it's better than it's we better expected. It's better than we expected, but and this is not the matchup This is not Baker. the matchup for it. I do have Mike Evans with a C grade in that Marshawn. Like, he's been A-level all year, so a C grade is, is really low. It's just because it's Marshawn Lattimore, and we've seen a ton of bench-worthy games and even ejections and fights from these two. Since 2017, he's scored four times in those 10 matchups against Lattimore, averaging about 65 yards each. Um... Or was under, sorry, was under 65 yards in eight of the 10. That's, that's where the stat was. Right on. Uh, so C grade there. Hope you can, hope you can get some in this better year for him. B grade on Chris Godwin. If, if Paulson Dable goes, it may be tougher sledding, but he is dealing with a hamstring injury. So maybe not. You never know. Yeah. Um, but he's allowing six catches for 71 scoreless yards. If not, it's a Isaac Ye- Yedum. Yedum? 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 I think it's Yedum. I, I th- might be Yedum. Uh, who allowed four for 30 in a score last week uh, in, in replacement. So it's an okay spot for Chris Godwin. He's he usually has the better uh he scores he scored more fantasy points than Evans in four straight of those Saints uh Lattimore matchups. So B grade there. Over to the other side, New Orleans Saints side. Derek Carr was kind of a take a chance on me hedge of mine. Yeah, is he really that, was. Is, is that what it is? Because it's a decent matchup for quarterbacks there. Uh I love his. I love Chris Olave. He's going to get an A grade for me. Uh, Justin Jefferson, 150 yards. DJ Moore, 104 yards. AJ Brown, 131 yards. The number ones are doing what they do against the Bucks defense. Yeah. Uh, and Chris Olave in general, seven plus catches, 100 plus yards. He just hasn't every game. He just right. hasn't scored. Right. Well, he kind of scored, but he <laughs> stepped out of bounds at the le- I, that cost me a game in our home league charge. That, did. that step out did. Ouch. I'd be three and zero. I hate that. Hate that. I was high fiving my son and then <laughs> right. nope. Nope. Uh his worst game is eight for eight or six for eighty six. That's Not his bad. worst game. So he's A grade there. Michael Thomas, C grade in that Carlton Davis matchup. He's got at least five for fifty yards in every game. Number two is against the Bucks. Sixty one yards, thirty six yards, fifty eight yards, all four to five catches. Mm-hmm. That's good. All three scored. 
They're letting the number two score, and they're not letting the number none of the number one scored. All the number two scored, so it's kind of a weird situation. What do you think about the number three, Rashid Shahid? (laughs) No, now he scored on a punt return. Right, he scored in every game. Punt return last week, but no catches to go with it. Car missed them wide open downfield. It broke my heart. Yeah, yeah. I'm keep. I'm on the bench, but if you want to dart throw him in a decent matchup, you can dart throw him. But I have a bench grade on him. Um, I don't think we have time to work in one more matchup. Can, can, so. I, can I ask you one question? Yeah. Then, if we're like we got a minute here, right? Yeah. I told you I played in a league with Darren Waller, and I was going to uh, offer Darren, Darren Waller, Waller to himself Waller. so yes. I could get some inside, inside yeah. information. I picked him two picks before he picked, yeah, and he picked T.J. Hawkinson. Uh-huh. Can I trade him, Darren Waller, for T.J. Hawkinson? Because he has to take himself. Yeah. yeah. Yes. He, will, is he willing Let's to admit that T.J. Hawkinson is better than him? Is that what he's going to admit? I want you to do it on this break, <laughs> and then I want you to report back whether or not he actually takes the trade. Because he kind of has to take himself, doesn't he? <laughs> I would think T.J. So. Hawkins is the highest-scoring tight end in fantasy right. football. <laughs> that would be great. Jamison Williams gets a is coming back a yes. week early. Now, he's probably locked in your system because he played on Thursday night. The mm-hmm. Lions happen to have played Thursday night. Yeah. So you probably can't pick him up, but note that he's coming back. I think it could be a slow – it might be slow to get him working back into the system yeah. because Josh Reynolds is good. Uh, Khalif Raymond's making big plays. I don't know that he walks into a big starting role very quickly. I, yeah, I don't know either, but we do have to remember he averages 41 yards per catch. Against the Vikings. <laughs> Against all teams. That's his only catch. <laughs> that's, that's right. And he, a touchdown on every play, on every catch. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, guillotine target. leagues are super fun, and we're still forming new guillotine leagues. You get to play for 15 more weeks. You know how it works. The low-scoring team gets chopped every week, and all the players go to the waiver wire where the rest of us build superstar rosters. It's guillotineleagues.com. Tons of fun, and you can still join a new league. Back for hour number two in moments. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Fantasy Football Weekly, Paul Charchi and Scott Fish and Thor Nystrom with you. This is a game we like to call Three Tough Questions. Tough question number one. Is Derrick Henry cooked? 
Scott Fish. Sure, sure. Uh, normally, I don't. Li- I like to, you know, delve under the positive. But Spears got more snaps last week. The eyeball doesn't. He doesn't look as dominant. His metrics are down. He's always like been buoyed by these late in game wearing down of the defenses, uh, or you know, a big huge play. He had that one big catch in week one, but that's it. Otherwise, mostly short runs. Um, and even when he was wearing down the, in week two, twenty five carries, he only got like seventy yards. It does. It, he's not getting what he used to get to be dominant. All right, so your yes, sure, works as a yes on this. Sure. Thor, is Derek Henry cooked? I would say uh, he's medium rare cooked. Not not fully oh, cooked. Well, that's not, that's that's even, that's on the, that's medium rare. Is that's he, barely, cooked. barely yeah. cooked. He's, he's, he's barely he's, cooked. He's partially cooked. Uh, I mean, he's 17th in PFF uh, run grade right now. He's 13th in yards after contact. They're obviously spelling him more as Fish was, was alluding to before and attempting to protect him more. And he's already starting to pick up some of these nagging injuries. Partially cooked, not all the way cooked. The answer is yes. He is cooked. He's carried the ball 51 times. You know how many broken tackles he's got? Five. Derrick Henry, five broken tackles on 51 carries. In PFF's elusiveness rating, only four starting running backs are rated lower than Derrick Henry. In yards over expectation, Derrick Henry's a flat zero. Guess who's third running in the same offense? Mr. Spears. Tajay Spears is sitting behind Christian McCaffrey and B. John Robinson. Last week in a one-sided loss, granted it was a one-sided loss, and they were behind early, Henry was on the field 11 snaps. Spears, 33 snaps. Holy cow. This is a very – and by the way, do you think Tennessee is going to fall behind frequently? Sure. Hell yeah, they are. This is, look, I'm not saying Derrick Henry will never have another good fantasy game. Mm-hmm. But what I am telling you is the end is effectively the here. Right. The, the Derrick Henry, you've you've enjoyed the last four years. That's over. This is, this. he's not the best running back on roster right now. Tough question number two. Alvin Kamara makes his return on Sunday. On balance for the rest of the season, will Alvin Kamara be an RB1, RB2, Flex, or will he be a bench player? We begin with Thor Nystrom. I think he's a low-end RB1 the rest of the season. He has a skill set that they really, really need. You've seen, especially with the injuries when Williams didn't play, but even when Williams is playing, he's just trying to carve stuff out with the lack of explosion. Last week, you know, trying Kendra Miller, trying some of these other guys, they they really need him. Uh, The usage is going to dictate that low-end RB1 uh, designation. All right, Scott, Alvin Kamara, on balance for the rest of the season. Will he be an RB1? An RB2, flex, or bench. I was right with Thor. I was like low-end RB1, high-end RB2. I'm going to sit at RB2 just to hedge a little, I guess. Uh, He's got five bottom seven matchups that are going to be great for him. Only two against top ten defenses. Granted, we're working on a three-game sample size, so a lot of that can change by the time it gets to him. Uh, But he's a guy who's likely to see 15-plus touches. That's what he did almost every week that he suited up last year. Averaged 19 touches per game last year. And he had Mark Ingram and David Johnson there. So even when Jamal Williams gets back, he should see the same type of touch load he got last year. Three out of his four final weeks were RB1 weeks last year. I think he's going to be an RB2 quite often and an RB1 a decent amount as well. But RB2 I'll go with just high-end RB2. Assuming Jamal Williams returns in three weeks, which is a huge factor in this, I think. Yeah. The most common, He's better than old Mark Ingram from last year. He is a lot better. Yeah. Uh, the most common grade Alvin Kamara is going to get the rest of the year is going to be B's. Yeah. And that makes him an RB2. 
Uh, of course, you have Jamal Williams stealing goal line work. But you also have Taysom Hill stealing goal line work. Sure. And remember last year, do you guys remember how many games in which Alvin Kamara scored a touchdown last year? Two. Mm. Oh. He scored in two games last year. That's it. Kendry Miller's now playing. That dilutes the backfield further. Tony Jones might still be a factor. Kamara's going to help via the pass because he's really gifted that way. But get this. Second half of last year, this was all Alvin Kamara was giving you through the air. Two catches for 22 yards. Second half of last season. That's our most recent sample size. There is still a lot of reason for concern here at the touchdowns. Maybe not as much help in the air game as we think. But still, starting running back for an NFL team, RB2. Tough question number three. Miami Miami running back Devon Achan stunned everybody with four touchdowns last week. On balance, for the rest of the season, is he going to be an RB1, an RB2, a flex, or a bench player? Devon Achan. Scott Fish. Devon Achan. I'm, it's going to take me a while to get I used know. to that. It really is. I put flex. Given the injury history of Mostert, Wilson, and Ahmed, I think there's a decent chance he gets, you know, some okay workloads. It's on a, you know, a good offense. It's going to be a lot of scoring opportunities. His talent and skill set, especially for the scheme, they, scheme that offensive scheme, all great. But there's going to be a lot of splitting. And, and Mike McDaniel this, himself even this week was like, I feel like we got a five running back rotation that he wants to utilize their skill sets differently for different teams so that teams can't, you know, plan for them. And that scares the crap out of uh, us fantasy owners mm-hmm. if that's his plan yeah, once Jeff Wilson gets back to just be using all five of them like that. So I went with Flex. He's going to have his moments. All right, Thor. For Miami running back Devon Achan, on balance for the rest of the season, will he be an RB1, an RB2, a flex, or a bench? I'm going to say RB2 on balance, where I think it's going to come is like half the weeks you're going to get the RB1 production, that half the weeks it's going to be less than that, I think. But I think it's going to balance out to RB2 value. The The whole thing with the, the platoon and the timeshare there, it's pragmatic with regards to Achan. Uh, I mean, at Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher found he kept wanting to give uh, Achan all the touches because it was the only way the Aggies could generate offense. Well, Achan, in the last season, he missed two games with an injury. Mm-hmm. He'll get hurt. He's a 185-pounder. He's going right. to get hurt. I'm soaking wet. He, he's going to get hurt if they use him too much. So the timeshare thing works out for him. Some games, he, he what he does is hit dingers. So when he does, like the last game, hits a couple of them, he's going to have the good value. There's other games where I, I, I don't think the ball's going to go over the fence, as it were. So last week he had the gigantic game. The Dolphins rolling up 70 on the hapless Broncos was an empty calorie box score for Miami's backups. Robbie Chosen in one of my guillotine leagues went for 90 bucks. Yeah, like, come on. This, this is going to be that game. You know, we're, we all, it, what is it? What we, we're influenced by what happened recently. The recency, recency bias, bias yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We all have some recency bias here. Are you going to know when Devon Achan's big games are coming? Not unless there's injuries. That's the problem, right? You know, when this when they've got a healthy rotation of backs, you almost need guys like Ackman to be out like he was last yep. week, Wilson to be out like he was last week. That clarifies it. But that's not always going to be the case. He's still the backup to a running back who looks, frankly, amazing in Raheem Mostert. And, you know, you got to factor in Mostert's likelihood to get injured too. But, so you know, he might as well. Love the burst. I love that he can catch. I also got to factor in Jeff Wilson returning from IR in one week from now, basically. We're just going with a flex level. And you might want to sell high, by the way, Devon Achan. 
Let's go back to the matchups. Bengals taking on the Titans. Joe Burrow completely off the injury report. Does that give Thor Nystrom some uh, renewed interest in that passing game? Well, so with Burrow, he's an interesting case this week. This is definitely an A matchup by, you know, any paper. quantifiable. Yeah, yeah right. exactly, because of the, the awful Titans pass defense. But, of course, the Bengals have been getting the ball out super-duper quick to protect Burrow in the pocket. Mm-hmm. So I'm because of that, I'm going to downgrade him to a B in this matchup. Jamar Chase, though, of course, is an A and a weekly must-start. Um, T. Higgins, I'm going to give him a grade of B. He's their downfield guy. He is not a yak guy. And the way that Burrow has been playing so far, getting the ball out so quick, it's it doesn't really facilitate those downfield looks for T. Higgins. Yeah, and he's just not not throwing well downfield. Uh, maybe because of the injury, because he can't plant and drive it, but he's yeah, two for 17 on the season with an interception, throwing more oof. than 15 yards. Oof. 15 yards isn't even that deep. It isn't. I mean, you know, what we generally call, you know, we use the term deep, when we're talking analytically, it's usually 20 yards or more. I mean, yeah. 15's not even that deep. And right. you've completed two passes through three games? Yep. 0 for bad. 5, 0 for 5, 2 for 7, and a pick. And and that bites into Higgins' game more than anybody else because mm-hmm. he's your downfield jump, jump ball kind of guy. I'm going to keep uh, Tyler Boyd and then the banged-up Cincinnati tight end room on the bench. Uh, Joe Mixon, we're going to give him the volume C grade here. <laughs> I love it. 75% plus of snaps in each of the last two games. Average 18.5 touches and 82.5 total yards those games. But the Titans' run defense is awesome. Number two stuff rate in the NFL this year. And, of course, uh, last year, as we've talked about a couple times, they were the number one run defense DVOA in the NFL. Moving to the, the Titans side of things, Ryan Tannehill, you're keeping on the bench. I think DeAndre Hopkins is the only potential startable uh, guy in, in you know amongst the receiving court. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give him a volume C. Keep in mind, DeAndre Hopkins was limited in practice Thursday. He did practice in full on Wednesday. Likely to play in this game, but only 9.8 PPR fantasy points per game. That's the second lowest of his career. But he already has 25 targets to easily lead the team this year. Second pl- uh, place, Traylon Burks has 13. Burks is out for this game. So is Kyle Phillips. So that so Hopkins is at least going to get the targets. Chigakonkwo been disappointing so Very, far. Yes. This is the breakout game. For is Chico. it? Oh, oh boy. Like calling it. I'm going to give him a B. He only has 0.6 Ransford, 0.68 yards per <laughs> route run this Oof. year and zero red zone targets. But again, I, I think this is where it changes. Against Cincinnati defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo's defense, mm-hmm. if, 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 if I can say that, what you do is you attack the tight ends and the slot receivers. They're really good against the boundary guys. This year, the Bengals have allowed the six most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. I think Chig gets back on track in this one. We've talked a bit about Derrick Henry so far on this show. I'm going to give him a grade B, assuming that he plays. Of course, he has that turf toe injury. Yep. Missed Thursday's practice, was limited earlier in the week. Last week did not look good, looked very sluggish. 20 total yards on 11 rushing attempts, zero touchdowns against the Browns. But this is a good matchup, assuming he plays against an average Bengals defensive line. But again, on the other hand of it, there's always a chance he gets game scripted if the Bengals jump out to a lead. Mm-hmm. Tajay Spears has been the receiving back. And speaking of Tajay, I'm going to give him a C, whereas I gave uh, Henry a B. Tajay was Fish's priest back last week. I mentioned that Henry was limited in practice. Spears, of course, is his handcuff. He is also the Titans' undisputed receiving back. If Henry needs his workload cut down because of that toll, or the game script goes past heavy, like we've seen in a couple of these other ones where all of a sudden uh, Spears starts getting all the snaps, then Spears could be worth starting in flex in deeper leagues. Yeah, see, my prospects are long play. They're going to pan yeah, out. Yeah, that, eventually. Thor over here is like, I'll give you immediate points. but <laughs> No, we don't want that over here. No, no, no. Ravens take on the Browns. Get this. 
The Browns are the number one defense in fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position, the running back position, the wide receiver position, and the tight end. Sounds position. like good defense. That's a, an amazing They're, they're also number one in defensive DVOA. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Uh, <laughs> Shocking. For, for Lamar Jackson, I was tempted to put him on the bench, and I couldn't quite do it. I've got the C grade on him. I, and part of it is because I love his whopping 73% completion rate, but some of that has come at the expense of downfield passing. His dot's just seven yards, and really everything else is bad news. Get a load of this. It's just it's staggering. In three games, the Browns have allowed one passing touchdown, 101 passing yards per game mm. and minus eight quarterback rushing yards. What's I mean, unbelievable. He faced Cleveland once last year. He threw for 120 scoreless yards, ran for 59. That would be that's that's all I can do to get you to the C grade on Lamar Jackson. If something like that, he'll have to do it without Rashad Bateman and OBJ have both been ruled out for this game. Zay Flowers comes in with a C grade. Now he runs from all parts of the field. Watches it, the injury status, though, of excellent cornerback Greg Newsom for the Browns. If he can't go, it helps Flowers a lot because then he'll go to back of Cameron Mitchell, normally just a special teams guy, and Mitchell allowed all three passes in his coverage to be completed last week. So Zay Flowers, if again, it, we're not normally attuned to cornerback health, but if Greg Newsom goes, I'd really I'd consider benching Zay Flowers. If Newsom does not go, then I would start him with a C grade. Mark Andrews. Production is way down. He has failed to top 45 yards in either of his two games. Drop him. And Cleveland has allowed the (laughs) least fantasy points to tight ends this year. They've only allowed 26 yards to tight ends, not per game. Wow. On the season, 26 yards to the tight end position. In two games last year, Andrews posted zero yards against Cleveland and 31 yards against Cleveland and did not score. Hmm. Only a C grade because of the wasteland of the position. (laughs) Gus Edwards is on the bench inexplicably just 11 carries last week with the undead corpse of Melvin Gordon getting 10 (laughs) and averaging a full yard per carry less than Edwards. And yet they still kept trotting out Melvin Gordon. The Browns run defense looks amazing. They're giving up 2.8 yards per carry, just 55 yards per game. No runner is scored against Cleveland. Edwards would need a goal line carry to get much of anything done here. Uh, Justice Hill might come back. Don't care. Melvin Gordon might play in this game. Don't care. They're out as well. Let's go to the Cleveland side. Jerome Ford immediately stepped into Nick Chubb's usage with 56% of the snaps. Um, That was good. Kareem Hunt saw 20%, by the way. Ravens shut down Damian Pierce in the opener, but they've struggled against Joe Mixon and Zach Moss since then, and that gives you some glimmer of hope for Jerome Ford in this one. The Ravens have allowed only a single touchdown to opposing running backs, but they otherwise are middle of the pack in most running back defensive metrics. We'll go B grade on Jerome Ford. Deshaun Watson, we were optimistic about Watson in last week's easy matchup against Tennessee, much less so this week against a good but not great Baltimore secondary. You'll want to watch the health status of safety Marcus Williams and cornerback Marlon Humphrey. If they're both healthy enough to return, I think you just move Watson down to a bench grade. Otherwise, we'll go C grade here if they both miss another uh, matchup. And I know you drafted Deshaun Watson for his rushing. No. But that's largely a misconception. He's averaging two and a half designed runs a game. That's it. That's not enough to get it done on the ground. He's just not good at any facet of his game. No, honestly, he's not right now. How about Amari Cooper, who is good? 
He's reached the seven reception mark in each of his last two games, and he's averaging 103 yards per game over that span. And it's a home game. Well, yeah, way better at home <laughs> since the trade to Cleveland. The Ravens have allowed the most receptions to wideouts and the eighth most yards to wideouts. And Cooper's boasting a healthy 40% target share on the season. So we'll take a B grade. And he should have had Amari another Cooper. touchdown. He should have had another one. Uh, everybody else is on the bench, including David Njoku, mm-hmm. averaging just three catches for 30 yards. Uh, he has a, a, not a good matchup. And the league's shortest average throw to any player is David Njoku at one yard. <laughs> you know how hard it is to be fantasy relevant on one yard passes? <laughs> Virtually impossible. We're going to try to squeeze in a shorty here. Thor, can you do pass? No, no. no. Bring, oh, bring no, wait. Raiders, Chargers. Can you do yeah, Raiders, Chargers? Hard. In three minutes or less. And if you can't, yes. then we're going to push it to the next no, segment. No, sure. All right, good. I, on the Raiders' side, Jimmy Garoppolo was one of my two quarterback hedges for take a chance on me players. And so was Jacoby Myers, my wide there receiver. You go. That helps. Because this is a terrible defense against the pass. The Chargers and Derwin James, mm-hmm. unlikely to play. Joey Bosa is questionable and might not play. So lose the pass rush, too. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Adams, automatic A. We don't need to talk about him. Let's go, let's go to the run game for the char- for the uh Las Vegas Raiders. I almost said Oakland. Oakland versus San Diego here. Uh, Josh Jacobs has been really inefficient. He's had four carries inside the five, converted none. He's averaging 18 touches per game, playing that bell cow role, 80% of snaps. So I am going to give him the B grade, even though his like rates in yards per carry, missed tackles, yards after contact, all that is really low. When you're getting 18 to 20 touches, you can almost you can almost yes. pencil in a C, if not a B. Um, high volume, inefficient, me- mediocre backs have destroyed the Chargers. <laughs> As uh, Derrick Henry and Alexander Madison have shown in the last two weeks. Yes. So B grade for Josh Jacobs. Over to the Chargers side. Justin Herbert is an automatic A, I believe, as well. Same as Keenan Allen. But I can I can go into how they're, you know, the Raiders are fifth worst in defensive DVOA. They don't even pressure. Third worst pressure rate. Yeah. So Herbert's going to have time to throw. Unlike the blitzes that the Vikings sent it, he's going to have more time to adjust. Um over also with the wide receivers, Joshua Palmer, he's going to immediately fill in there. He yeah. did at the end of last week. He's mm-hmm. he 60% snap share to Johnston's 22% yep. after Mike Williams went out. He was the guy that came in. He's the replacement. Uh, had some good games in that replacement role for each of Allen and Williams last week, last year. Raiders, I already mentioned, bad pass defense DVOA-wise. They're, uh, they're also top five in pace of play, which means there's going to be a lot of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Also, Josh Palmer, historically very good against man coverage, seen a 21% target share. Raiders play a lot of man. So it's a good spot for him. They've allowed five wide receiver touchdowns in the last, uh, this season, four went to the number two wide receiver. What Josh Palmer will be. Yes. The last thing I'll touch on quickly is Donald Parham. I, I have a bench grade on him. But he leads the NFL in like tied for the lead in targets inside the five. This is a top f- top five matchup against tight ends. He might see another red zone target and touchdown. If you're really, really desperate, he might see a touchdown. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Patriots take on the Cowboys. Ramondre Stevenson. It's been an inconsistent season so far. Maybe that might even be a nice word for what we've gotten out of Ramondre Stevenson. Find out if Thor Nystrom thinks that a bounce back is coming against a normally tough Cowboys defense. We'll get our intel on that. And for the Cowboys, tricky matchup in a variety of ways for them, too. 
What do you want to do with Dak Prescott coming off a dud game? Find out when we come back for another segment of Fantasy Football Weekly. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Weekly. Another block O matchups for you, beginning with the Patriots taking on the Cowboys, Thor. Let's start with the running game for the Patriots and Ramondre Stevenson. We're going to give him a grade B in this game because even though he's only averaging 2.9 yards per carry to this point, he obviously averaged 5 uh, yards per carry last year. And he, this year he ranks RB16 in PPR scoring despite his struggles, and I'm bullish on a turnaround for him. The Patriots passing game, however, I'm not bullish Mm -hmm. on a turnaround for that. Everyone is on the bench for me in in there except for Hunter Henry. I'm willing to give him a volume C in this. The good news is number 17 in target share amongst tight ends. The bad news is the Cowboys allow the ninth lowest yards per reception to Mm. opposing tight ends. I'm also going to keep Ezekiel Elliott on the bench in his revenge game. 6.1 PPR points per game for Ezekiel Elliott. The Cowboys... Dak Prescott, I'm giving him a C, under 17 fantasy points in two of his three games so far. Obviously, he was bad against the Cardinals last week. Obviously, the Cowboys' offensive line is banged up. The Patriots have not allowed a quarterback to throw for 250-plus yards this season, but we'll give Dak a C. CeeDee Lamb and Tony Pollard are both obviously must-starts. I'm keeping Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup and Jake Ferguson on the bench. Rico Dowdle, though, is a guy I'm willing to take a chance on. That's why it was my take a chance on me running back. All right, Commanders taking on the Eagles. It's time to break down a little Sam Howell. The league's most sacked quarterback faces the Eagles' pass rush. That does not sound good. Yet, through sheer volume, Howell could be a desperation fantasy start. Mm. Nobody can run on the Eagles, so teams are passing copiously 41 times per game, fourth most, and a staggering 73% pass rate, second most in the league against Philly. They're actually giving up the eighth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. They're not running Sam Howell, which is a real killer for part of the reason I was so optimistic about him. 
in the preseason, C grade for Sam Howell, C grade for Terry McLaurin, who crushed the Eagles last year with 100-yard games in both matchups. Most impressively, half those catches and over half of those yards came against Darius Slay. So even if he goes on the Slay ride this year, he can still beat it. C grade for Terry McLaurin. And everybody else is on the bench, including both running backs, Bijan Robinson, sorry, Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. Eagles ranked number one against the run by Pro Football Focus. They've allowed the fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs, including zero touchdowns. And they're giving up 2.8 yards per carry, best in the league. So Robinson Gibson on the bench for Philadelphia. Jalen Hurts, obvious A. Um, I don't think we need to expend a lot more time on that, but I will mention that opponents are running through the commanders. Opposing quarterbacks are running through the commanders, and Jalen Hurts is next up. Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown get B grades here. Mm. Smith scored in both games last year. Washington favors zone coverage, and Smith fares much better against zone. 12 catches versus zone this year, already three, just three against man coverage so far for Smith. I like him. Uh, A.J. Brown comes in with the the B grade as well. Rookie Emmanuel Forbes is the better matchup that he's going to get a lot, but his bigger size makes him one of the few corners who could potentially match up with Brown. But he's just a rookie making his fourth NFL start, and Brown gets the advantage here for sure. Forbes allowing a 75% catch rate. And... Dallas Goddard, staying with the passing game for a minute. Yeah, that's a safe sigh right there. Here's his yardage totals in three games. Zero, 22, and 41 yards. Mm. Not great. Oh, so he's so this Trending is this, this going to be 60 or 80? Is it yeah, doubling exactly. or roughly, adding 20? Yeah, roughly, <laughs> roughly that. Uh, the good news is he's running a lot of routes. He's getting targets, but they're all short targets. He's averaging less than six yards per catch. Commanders have only allowed 41 receiving yards to tight ends total this year that includes the eighth least fantasy points to tight ends he's only gotten one red zone target earlier the show i said zero he's only, he's gotten one red zone target on the mm. year that's it for dallas goddard and i can only get him to a c grade here okay and then lastly deandre swift averaging seven yards per carry running behind pro football focus's top ranked run block unit featuring the league's highest run block win rate of 78 percent it's all positive there Swift leads the Eagles in back uh, the Eagles backfield in targets, and he leads all Philly runners in red zone carries, and that includes Jalen Hurts as well. Mm-hmm. Washington just gave up almost seven yards per carry to James Cook. Uh, the only reason I can't give you an A grade on, on DeAndre Swift is because his quarterback steals his up close rushing touchdown. DeAndre Swift went down at the one yard line three times this season, and Hurts got the touchdown after it. Oh man, jeez. All right, Scott, let's see. What's next is Arizona, Arizona taking on the now, San Francisco. Before 49ers. you get to that, was, we, right. we missed out on Josh Kelly uh, from the previous <laughs> segment. You want to give us a quick 30, 20 seconds on Josh Kelly? Yeah, we can. I do have a C grade on him because it's the fifth easiest ma- or the fourth easiest matchup for running backs facing those uh, <laughs> facing those Raiders. Uh, but it's mostly due to volume. He, You know, the last two games, though, 11 carries, 12 yards, mm-hmm. 13 carries, 39 yards. Even with the volume, he did do well right and even the matchup 233 yards and two scores were the bills against yeah. the raiders they are most of what makes up that that ter- that bad ranking that's right so the best i could give him is a c grade on 10 to 15 touches because he's going to get 82 percent of the carries that's right yeah all right let's go to the cardinals taking on the 49ers cardinals offense not as dreadful as to be expected no but well, the 49ers awesome. matchup yeah. is just brutal yeah the 49ers rank fourth in defensive dvoa behind the browns bills and cowboys they're right up there and we saw what the cowboys did with the uh, uh, Cardinals last week, 
But I got Joshua Dobbs on the bench. I got all the pass catchers on the bench. Marquise Brown may not play, but if he does mm-hmm. go, like he's going to get matched up with uh, uh, Lenoir, Lenore or Tarverius Ward. Uh, uh, and both of those guys, 76, uh, 76 passer rating against, 59 passer rating against. They're, it's not a good matchup for Marquise Brown. <sighs> Michael Wilson, no. Rondell Moore, no. Zach Ertz, no tight end. His top 20 yards against the 49ers. And he has declined in snaps, targets, and catches three weeks in a row. Yeah. So he's on the bench. James Carter or James Conner is getting a C grade here. He's one of those rare, true bell cow horse whatever <laughs> workhorse backs. He's averaging over 20 Mongos? touches per game, but San Francisco is allowing the fewest rushing yards to back. James Conner is fourth in explosive run rate though. So if he can peel off a couple and he gets enough volume, he's converted two of three, two, two of his three carries inside the five for touchdowns. Good. He's, he's got some positive stuff there. I'll give him the C grade over on the other side. Brock Purdy gets the C grade 49ers uh, may win big, but how do they get there? You know, right. Brock Party right. gets two touchdowns all but one game that, you know, like every single he started eight games. He's gotten two touchdowns or more in seven of those eight games. I'm giving him the C grade. I think uh, he gets his stats on the way to getting there. Christian McCaffrey is an automatic A at this point. Elijah Mitchell was my take a chance on me player. I think there's room for him at the end of this game to make some hay uh, over into the passing game. Debo Samuel, if he goes. I'm going to give a B grade to uh, he missed practice both uh, the last couple of days of the week, mm-hmm. but they still think he might go Arizona plays zone. And that's not only where Z- Debo Samuel shines. He has a 40% first read share. That's awesome. When, <laughs> when they, when they face up against zone coverages and Debo's and the meaning for those listening, meaning when they, they drop back to back and they see it zone and Debo Samuel's out there. Debo is the first read. They look to him first. Mm-hmm. So sure. B grade there. Brandon Ayuk limited on Thursday, but Friday it looks like he's Full good to go, go now. Friday. Yeah. Love it. Uh, he's he's going to get either Cottrell Clark or Marco Wilson for most of his uh, most of his plays there. 100 passer rating allowed for Clark. 130.4 passer rating allowed for Mills, Wilson. I have a B grade on Ayuk. Mm-hmm. If, if Samuel doesn't go, you could bump me up to an A on Ayuk. I, I wouldn't blame you. George Kittle, A grade. Listen to this. He has five touchdowns in his last three games against the Cardinals. That includes back-to-back two-touchdown games. He has eight touchdowns in his last five games without Debo Samuel. Oh, that includes that's your angle. three of those with two scores. Uh-huh. So if Debo doesn't go, I got an A grade on Kittle either way. Okay, but if Debo doesn't go, like launch him into the, it's just wheels up, wheels up. When we come back, premature speculation will jump in the Fantasy Football Weekly Time Machine to tell you players you'll want to pick up now that everybody else will be trying to pick up next week when we come back, Fantasy Football Weekly. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Welcome back, Fantasy Football Weekly. If you haven't joined the Guillotine League yet, we highly encourage you to do exactly that. It's super fun, and you can start a new season-long league right now at guillotineleagues.com. You'll still get to play for 15 more weeks. You're a regular listener to this show, so you know how it works. Every week, the bottom scoring team gets chopped. All the players go to the waiver wire, and the rest of us build superstar rosters for the rest of the season. All you have to do is not finish last. No, none of that pesky head-to-head matchup stuff. Just don't finish last. That's it. We're st- we're still alive in ours. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm alive. I'm alive. I had to spend a little this week. I have not spent yet. Yeah, yeah I had to. I did a little spending. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to, but sometimes you got to do it. My starting lineup's fine. My is bench it? is terrible. Yeah, I have that's zero points on my bench. <laughs> well, probably better that than uh, to to lose with points on your right. bench, which happened a lot with we- people with. Uh, Devon Achan, yeah, right. We should we should do some kind of bet who lasts longer between the two of us. <laughs> we'll think. I don't of know something. if I like my roster well enough for that. <laughs> I am right now. We'll see. And I've, that league I've never done well in that particular one for whatever I, reason. I came in second two years yeah. ago in that one. Uh, premature speculation is where we give you players that you want to pick up now that other people will be trying to pick up later. We begin with Scott Fish. Who you got? Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go with Josh Downs. And I actually thought he was a waiver wire pickup this, but his this last week, but his roster ship jumped like up to eight percent or something. It, yeah, it's, that's it. It's it right. barely anything. Uh, he had twelve. He had you know twenty four targets in three weeks, increasing uh, catches, snaps, ever, target share, everything increasing. Eighty eight percent route participation. He's the main slot guy on a team that plays one of the highest percentages of three wide receiver sets. Uh, he sh- he should be rostered. I'm not saying start him every week, but there's going to be matchups for him going forward. I'm going to add one extra one in there. Just just throw in there Keaton Mitchell. Speedy guy out of East Carolina. I I know that Thor calls him like discount uh, Devon (laughs) Achan. That that Baltimore backfield, you know, he can he can make some work. You know, there's 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 a lot of questions there. There's there's room for him to jump up. All right, your premature speculation player, Thor. It's not going to be as good as my last two, Puka Nakua and, and Jaden Reed. This no, one, you, you can't really top that. I can't top that. So lower uh, your expectations. We got to give you a little of that. Right there. <laughs> you, you've earned the peacock, baby. This one is more of a long-term one uh, that could hit. Uh, I'm going with Raiders running back Zamir White. Obviously will not be a stud this coming week like those other guys were, but he is absolutely worth a stash. 
The Raiders' upcoming schedule is yeah. absolutely amazing, which you should keep in mind for all their players. Chargers, Packers, Patriots, Bears, Lions, Giants, Jets, Dolphins. Sets up really well. Josh Jacobs is not playing well right now. Mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs, number 37 PFF grade out of 56 qualifiers. Jacobs is also, and you hate putting this out in the universe, it's just a fact, though, elevated injury risk following a league-leading 393 touches last mm-hmm. season. If Jacobs were to go down, Zamir White would become the undisputed workhorse of this offense and would be worth a lot in fantasy world. Would yep. it be any good? Zamir White? Yeah. You Let's could, say if he's a lead back, can he be a workhorse back? He he can handle the load for sure. Yeah, the receiving stuff is is the one thing I would question, but grinding out the yards, the goal line guy for sure. Okay. He's, he can do your meat and potato stuff, absolutely. Fantastic. My premature speculation players, Miami running back Jeff Wilson, who at this time next week will be off the mm-hmm. IR. Yep. And that muddies the backfield, but here's the deal. Those are guys who all get hurt constantly. Raheem mm-hmm. Mostert hurt all the time. Jeff Wilson, you'll remember, goes uh, all has the San Francisco roots, got traded to Miami middle of last season, and promptly from that trade forward, he averaged 10 carries per game and almost five yards per carry. Yeah, he was in more this effective offense. than Mostert was. He was more effective than yeah. Mostert was, yeah. He can catch a little, not a gifted receiver, but he can catch a little as well. You know, Jeff Wilson... If you believe all the injury stuff's going to mm-hmm. happen, you might just have a guy that you could plug in yeah. for some big volume here and there. Yep, pick him up, throw him on IR. By the way, by the way, Keith Mitchell also on IR. That's why that's why he hasn't factored in since mm. the injury to J.K. Dobbins. Right, you can pick him up and put him on IR for a week, and some, he's not even taking him. Some will let you do that. Some, some will, some won't. Yahoo yeah. does, I think. I think ESPN does not let okay. you go directly from IR or in free agency right to IR, but. Uh, we've got two more matchups left to get to, including the Monday Nighter. That's the Seahawks taking on the Giants, Thor. Uh, to this point, the Seahawks running game behind uh, Kenneth Walker has been really nice. Sure has, yeah. And Kenneth Walker becoming a weekly must-start here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, great A for sure for Kenneth Walker. He's averaging 18.4 touches per game, 92.3 total yards per game on fifty-one between 51 and 63% of the snaps, depending on the game. Number 11 in the NFL in missed tackles force per attempt. The Giants, on the other hand, this week's opponent, they rank number 18 in yards after contact per attempt allowed to the opposing running backs. So I'm giving uh, Kenneth Walker an A. Charbonnet, I'm going to advise people to keep uh, him on your bench, but he's absolutely someone to keep an eye on. Last week, his jumps, or I'm, I'm sorry, his snaps jumped all the way up to 43%. Mm-hmm. And Charbonnet has five red zone carries. So someone to keep an eye on, but in this game, I, I would advise the bench for him unless you're in a super duper deep league. DK Metcalf must start uh, grade of A here. Giants run a lot of man coverage concepts. DK eats that alive. 61% air yard share versus man coverage for the Seahawks. Tyler Lockett, on the other hand, I'm going to give him a B. Not quite as good of a matchup for him as we've talked about in the past. Lockett is Seattle's zone beater. Yeah. Obviously, the Giants are man heavy here, but Lockett will run a majority of his routes against Giants cornerbacks Trey Hawkins and Deontay Banks, the rookie. Mm. Both those guys have allowed quarterback ratings on targets over 95 flat. Jackson Smith and Jigba, got to give him a bench grade. Middling yeah. 13.6 target share and 2.2 A dot. Not the best yeah. yet. They're still waiting for his wrist to heal and different stuff like that. Bench all the, the Seahawks tight ends. And then as far as the, the Giants, 
Daniel Jones, I'm going to give him an A grade for this game. He hasn't been great this year. What? I I will say, but the legs set a very high floor, Um, and they they certainly will in this game. Daniel Jones, top five amongst quarterbacks in carries per game, red zone carries per game, and rushing yards per game. The Seahawks allow the eighth most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. All the usage is going to get funneled through Daniel Jones, and then by extension, Darren Waller. Because of that, I I have to advise you have to bench all the Giants wide receivers in this game. Okay, wait, but you just gave Daniel Jones an A grade and a bench it's for be all split of his up targets. All the way. It's all on the ground for I, Daniel Jones? I think Jones? Daniel Jones' utility in this game, yeah, it comes through the, the rushing and a rushing touchdown, at least one of them. Darren Waller, he is the dude that you want to start for, as far as the pass catchers. Giving him a grade of A in this okay. one. Tight end 10 in fantasy so far but number six target share amongst NFL tight ends. And this is a fabulous matchup for Darren Waller, which is one of the reasons it's just going to be all the usage uh, funneled to him. And then the Giants receivers are a hodgepodge as always. The Seahawks allow the highest yards per reception to opposing tight ends in the Ooh. entire NFL. Mm. Man, do we need this? Darren Waller managers, oh, yes. do they need a we big need game. Th- this is why you need to do that offer for yeah. TJ Hawkinson to Darren Waller. <laughs> if he accepts that, you know that he loves his matchup this yeah. week. Saquon Barkley, I'm giving him a grade of B, returned to practice in a limited capacity on Thursday. Of course, he missed last week with a grade 2 high ankle sprain. But if he plays, and I'm assuming that he will, I'm giving him a B here. The Seahawks run defense, allowing 2.9 yards per carry after allowing 4.9 last year. It has gotten a lot better early on, so maybe not quite as good of a matchup here for Saquon as you otherwise would think. But the Seahawks, we talked about this in the past, too. Their pass defense stinks against receiving running backs. So I think uh, Saquon's going to get a lot of receiving uh, production in this game. If Barkley somehow didn't play, Matt Bre- uh, Breida would become a desperation play. But last week when Barkley didn't, Breida only had seven touches for 18 yards mm-hmm. as the Giants' is RB1. He did score a touchdown to sort of salvage, like, flex. Right, that was. All, that's all he had going that's for it. him. That's it. Who was the other, the big running back that they were they used a couple of times in that game? Uh, Brightwell or something? Gary oh, Brightwell. Yeah, yeah Gary from Brightwell. Arizona, yeah. That guy's, got, that guy's a freaking beast. At least he's built He'll fight one. you. Yeah, yeah, he will fight yeah. you. I, I have a Giants wide receiver question since he threw them all on the bench, and that, that's fine. Um, you start Slayton? No, no, no. no. Okay. Wandale Robinson got his first play of the year, first play time of the year last, Played last well. week. Yeah. 11 snaps. Five targets, four catches on 11 snaps. Now, or 11%. Yeah, yeah or yeah, whatever it is. But if you extrapolate that, he that's like 40 catches if he plays the whole game. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it tells you, I mean, they, they were clearly trying to scheme him the ball in his yeah, return. That, that's, yeah. that's, actually, that's actually more my action. He could be. 22% of snaps, 11 snaps. I, I think but, at the end of the one of the Giants receivers will be startable. It's just impossible to yeah. say which. Yeah. They just have a bunch of slot receivers, and you know it's situational. Yeah. And my question was just: Do you think that's do you think that's something, or just the the one game? I, I like, think is there something there? Too much, too many something guys to in monitor. The slot. Too many guys in the slot. For but yeah, I, I don't know that it has predictive value week to week here. Yeah, yeah. Jets take on the Chiefs Sunday night. Uh, Mahomes and Kelsey are obvious A's that we do not need to to spend time on. And here's the the painful part: is there's no other receiver to start. You know, last week against it's the Bears. So I'm like, go ahead and start MVS. Let's take a flyer, if not now, when he's the leading receiver by snaps, by targets. Go get him. Didn't do much of anything. None of them do. No chief receiver was able to stand out against the Bears' corner, so we're not going to roll the dice on them succeeding against Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. So they're out. So that only leaves me to talk about Isaiah Pacheco. His touches have increased in each game. Mm -hmm. He's putting some distance between himself and CEH, who was pesky early on. 
The Jets are allowing the seventh most rushing yards and the fifth most receiving yards to opposing running backs. Good for 144 total yards per game. Pacheco should get most of that, 144. Mm -hmm. Kansas City's offensive line is a top 10 run block win rate, and the Jets have a bottom 10 run stuff win (laughs) rate. So it should be a dominating run performance here. The Jets are seeing a lot of runs as opponents get ahead early. Zach Wilson cannot mount a comeback. And then the Jets just get run on for the rest of the game. And that should be the formula here. Isaiah Pacheco, A grade in this game. Boom. I like his chances. Let's go to the Jets. Now, at the three and a half weeks ago, when you were looking at the Jets, you thought there were probably like five rosterable guys. And you were like, you know, we could go, you know, we could throw in a little, I don't know. Tyler Conklin, even if we needed to. That's all dried up. Conklin. There's only two guys that you care about now, and that's Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. Let's start with Brees Hall, who gets a C grade. He's got 153 rushing yards on the season, 157 after contact. He's so good, though, he leads the league in yards after contact, and he's over four yards per carry after contact. But if you take away that 83-yard run that he had in week one against Buffalo— Brees Hall's only been able to average 2.8 yards per carry. That's it. Because defenses stack to stop Brees Hall because mm-hmm. he's literally like the only threat on the team. Yep. Well, as long as Jack, Zach Wilson is at the helm. Chiefs are allowing the eighth fewest total yards to opposing running backs, including shutting down Travis Etienne and Khalil Herbert for the past two weeks. He's only getting two targets per game, which is unfortunate because he was five targets per game last year, and they're just not throwing to Brees Hall, which is sad because that would have been another avenue for him, but it's not one here, unfortunately. So just the C grade on him. And, of course, Garrett Wilson's awesome, uh, but his situation couldn't be worse. Now, mm-hmm. to his credit, he's managed touchdowns in two of three games, and he's been targeted eight and nine times the past two weeks. Nine times. like that. Nine times. So the Jets nine are trying times. to manufacture touches for Wilson, which we gratefully appreciate. Unfortunately, this is a tough matchup. Kansas City's two outside corners, Legereus Sneed and Joshua Williams, have allowed 40 scoreless yards per game combined. In the first three games, they have been lights out. I can only get you to a C grade on Garrett Wilson, and that is a sad story of woe for what should have been a great season for Garrett Wilson. Wide receiver 27 on the year. I th- yeah. I, we thought he'd be seven. Yep. Yeah. Or, or two. Or, two or seven, yeah. not 27. Exactly. All right. Let me hit, we got a couple of minutes here. Let me hit you with a, a couple of quick hitters. Uh, Jameer Gibbs owners are apoplectic about yeah. what went down on Thursday. What uh, Do you believe that is indicative of, of what you can expect going forward from the Jameer Gibbs-David Montgomery timeshare? Uh, I can go first. Uh, probably for, for a bit. Like You look at the Lions' schedule, and I, I have them as te- uh, you know possible favorites in a lot of them, which mm-hmm. would be game script for Montgomery. They're, they're going to use Gibbs, but they don't need to bring him along. They don't need him what he brings to the pass game right now. They can just use Montgomery in that positive game script. All right. Thor, you feel any differently? Uh, the usage has been really dumb so far. I'm still bullish on Gibbs. Well, I am forward. too. Yeah. I just don't think they need to you know, use him yet. You can't be upset when David Montgomery's scoring the touchdowns when you He's knew well. David Montgomery yeah. was going to score the touchdowns. I know you want more total touches from Gibbs, it probably will come along. Remember, the Lions staked out a big early lead and then just went into grind mode on the ground. That's not going to happen every game, although their schedule is cake. The rest, basically the rest of the season. The Lions might be favored in all but one of the rest of their games Mm. for this year. 
Thank you for listening to Fantasy Football Weekly. As always, we encourage you to get all of my player rankings available for free at guillotineleagues.com and go ahead and join another fantasy league. Why not? New season starting now at guillotineleagues.com. Talk to you in a week, everybody. Bye-bye. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.